Every week, I have a chance to talk to Dwight Bain, and I record our conversations, and I ask him to give me like one-minute answers to questions so that I can turn that around and put it on the radio, because every day, I'm on Christian music stations, and I'm sharing life between the songs, and those moments usually, you know, are, you know, more or less around a minute, so I haven't been making podcasts for you with Dwight. Bain in a while because I've just been focusing on the radio show. But this week, we talked for a long time about one particular subject, and I think it's important. We did not talk about politics or the inauguration because I think there's enough people talking about that. (laughs) We talked about accountability because that's on my mind, and I'm going to tell you why. I had sent out a message to all the radio stations that I'm on saying, you know, this is my commitment to you in 2017. And I had a list of things. Um, And one of them was that I had accountability in my life. And one friend of mine pushed back and said, what is it? What is your accountability? What do you do? And I floundered because I'm like, well, what is my accountability? You know, what am I doing exactly to make sure I don't have an affair, to make sure I don't fall off the deep end somehow? What am I doing? And I know who the people are in my life who I trust with my life. I know who I turn to when there's temptation or something that I don't know what to do. I know who my friends are. But what about a structured accountability? And what does that look like? And I then started thinking, it's time to grow up. There's a lot at stake. Your life matters. Your walk with God, it matters. Your marriage, if you're married, it matters. Your relationships matter. Your witness, your life matters. And the battle is real. So what are we doing to make sure we're not islands and that we have accountability in our lives, and that we know when we need to reach out to them, and having structured accountability built into our life. Well, that's what I was kind of wondering about when I had a chance to talk with Dwight Bain. And so when you hear his voice in just a few moments, he is going to start by answering the question. I had asked him, Dwight Bain, what is your accountability in this life? And so that's what you'll hear him uh, answering in just a few minutes. Um, And before that, I just wanted to say thank you to Cure International for making this podcast possible, for sponsoring my radio show every day. Cure heals kids. And then they tell the kids about the healer. Like they introduce people to Jesus. Many times these children have been relegated in the community, called cursed by God, And when they come to cure, they find out just the opposite. They are loved and they are precious and God has a wonderful plan for their lives. So kudos to Cure for being awesome. Find out more about them when you come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. This is is life. This is life with Lisa Williams. I'm accountable on some things to four different men in my life who I meet with once a week. And we talk about everything, financially, sexually, business, good idea, bad idea, you know, should I buy this piece of property? 
So that's where most of my accountability comes from. I'm accountable on some things to my wife. On other things, I'm accountable to our adult children. Uh, I'm accountable to my coworkers in some areas in a Bible study that we're part of. So it's pretty transparent. Uh, and I guess the goal is that you want to have, uh, at least for me, because I'm a pretty weak and insecure person, so I want to have a lot of people that, that are able to help me with my weakness and my insecurity. What would keep someone... Like, what types of things do you think keep people from being open and honest and having accountability? Hmm, number one is embarrassment and shame. They're, they're, they're embarrassed that they have whatever their weakness is. Let's say it's alcohol or prescription drugs. Neat story, Lisa. I'm in the green room at Opryland with a well-known Christian speaker. Uh, he was older. He's in heaven today. But he was older and he was very well-known for his time. And I was his assistant to get him on stage and just kind of be his host at this event. And we're in the green room and, um, and, and I'll never forget this because he said, I need to use the restroom before I go out on stage. Okay, fine. And so he took a long time and then they're yelling at me cause he needs to be on stage now. And there's like 10,000 people to hear him talk. And, and I'll never forget it because I said, you, you need to come on out. He said, I just needed to really have a little time. And I felt, I, I thought he was older. It was time in the restroom. It was time to pray. Cause he said, I need to tell these people something I've never told any audience. And here's a very well known Christian leader, you know, written dozens and dozens of, of books. And he went out and he told all these people about his prescription drug addiction to pain killers. Wow. And he had spent time in the restroom praying that God would give him courage to be honest. So when the master taught, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. When I'm able to know the truth and then share the truth with the people that I'm in relationship with, it sets everybody free. Instead of saying, wow, I'm really tempted to do prescription medication to medicate my pain. And I think I'm the only one. No, there's a lot of people. Or for some people, maybe it's pornography, or for other people, it's gambling, or for other people, maybe it's to have an affair. You know, for some people, they secretly destroy the reputation. Other people, it's the abortions they paid for, or maybe the abortions they had. You know, a, a friend of mine worked at a hospital and had an affair with a, a married coworker, and you know, paid for the abortion, and then he went to uh, share that story with lots of audiences, and it changed a lot of people's lives. And I admire him so very much because of his courage. Yeah. Now, it would have been easier if a married guy had not had an affair with another married person and they had not gotten pregnant and not had an abortion. That would have been easier. You know, it would have, would have been simpler. But we live in a culture where people are either afraid to speak up. Gee, my marriage needs work. So they let that gap continue and then they, you know, get tempted. If they could deal with it like, wow, my marriage needs work, it could have really protected more pain. If if we're able to say, I'm really feeling overwhelmed in my life and, and I need some help, you see, if you could deal with it there, then you don't have to use the prescription pain pills to try to hide from pain or try to escape the pressure. And so the, the key is, and it doesn't happen until I can get honest with my story, but when I can get honest with my story and say, you know what, I'm really scared really overwhelmed and and I don't want to go do drugs or I don't want to go do alcohol or porn or gamble or affair or you know pick one 
And for some people, you know, it's very, you know, their secret sin becomes very public because they blow up on the people they say they love and they yell and scream and fuss and cuss and, and, and they would never dream of getting drunk in a hotel room by themselves, but they go off on the people they say they love, right? So we're all broken people. That's why the master came to die. Jesus died because we're sinners. And when I can honestly say not, hey, you're a sinner and I want to gossip about you. But when I'm able to say I'm so insecure and so fearful and so broken and so needy. And Lisa, that's why I meet with one different guy a week and I have for 25 years is sometimes, you know, it's like personal therapy, I guess. Man, I'm really struggling. And these are the guys that help me. I help them. But if you don't have people in your life that know all of your weakness and all of your insecurity, then here's something that sounds shocking, but it's very true from a psychological perspective. You see, if you don't have people in your life that you can be totally vulnerable and transparent and they know all of the baggage, then here's how it works. Because you do that privately, you see. Then here's what happens. You'll do something publicly and everybody will know your secret stuff and your woundedness and your insecurity and your fears. So it's either deal with it by saying, oh, Lord, God, I need help and get some safe people. And that could be a therapist, a, a pastor. It could be a family member. But get some safe people who can say, hey, you know what, let's get through this. But if not, you'll do it publicly and you'll get fired from seven jobs or you'll do something publicly and be the scandal of the church for two weeks until the next scandal. Or you'll do or say something that will get you in trouble in, in, with the law. So you either deal with it privately, which is a good plan. Or if you let it build up, then it'll become very public, and then all of your relatives will know, and they'll talk about you at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> it's true. My, our pastor, our pastor calls it when your life blows up. You know, like yeah. if you don't deal with it oh, in a nice, good. healthy way, your life blows up. Yeah, and, and then you'll so deal with it. I've, Either way, you're going to deal with it. You're going to deal with it because Jesus is relentless in His love for us, and He, you will be conformed into the image of Christ because that's the plan for your life when you're in Christ. And so he's either going to, you're either going to do it one way or you're going to do it another way. Might as well yeah, do it the healthy way, but yeah, you know, you're going to do it. There's someone listening right now and they're hiding, um, sin and they're doing a great job of it at the moment. Nobody knows, you know, that they've got sin in their life. And so what's the first step? When they're acting this way at church or they're acting this way with their spouse or they're acting this way with their friends. But the reality is there's an addiction of some sort. There's something painful going on and it's a secret. What's the first step to having accountability or becoming honest? Mm, that's a really good question. It's a really hard question because um, if somebody was in my office and they asked that question, I would close the door of my office like I just did, and there's a big mirror on the back of the door. And I would say, just look in the mirror, tell me what you see. Because outside of trying to do, you know, our hair, our makeup, or whatnot, most people don't really look in the mirror and see themselves very much. Book of James talks about a person looking, you know, at their reflection, and they walk away and immediately forget what they look like. So I would say just to stop and, and look and say, what do you see? You see a scared person, insecure person. Do you see a person hiding? Because it's really not about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's about there's something missing. There's something going on. Maybe childhood trauma. Maybe somebody was raped in college. 
maybe somebody's about to lose their house, and instead of saying, hey, guys, we're about to lose our house, because that's, to some people, embarrassing. To other people, it's just business. You know, there are some business people, like Walt Disney went bankrupt 12 times. You know, it's just, I need to restructure debt. I wanted you guys to know. But he wasn't humiliated, mortified, felt like a horrible failure, like his life was over. He was just able to restructure debt and keep building an empire. You look in the mirror of your soul. You get honest. And as you do that, it keeps you from acting out. So that's step one. Becoming honest yeah. with yourself privately. Yeah. Uh-huh. You see, and then that's going to lead to asking for help. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's how, here's how it works. It's really simple. If you're a drug addict, it's going to catch up with you. If you're an alcoholic, it's going to catch up with you. If you have secret sexual things, it's going to catch up with you. If you steal money from work, you know, that one's heartbreaking, but I've sure seen that a lot. Where people are trusted and, and nobody thinks that, you know, this person who's a nice bookkeeper would steal money, but oh my gosh, can you believe she stole all the money? All right, so it's going to blow up. Whatever the secret is, we all have them. Oh my gosh, if everybody knew what happened when I was in college. Well, they're either going to figure out what happened or they're going to see that you act really weird in certain situations or you blow up with rage. Uh, you know, human behavior is predictable. You know, if I can look at how somebody acts, I can tell you kind of what's going on psychologically. But the goal is, you know, get honest with yourself and then get some safe people who are able to say, yeah, you're insecure and messed up. Me too. Let's help each other. And then now you don't have to act out and create a lot of scandal or hurt or embarrassment or awkwardness. You can just work through it. Yeah, and become who you're meant to be, become yeah. a really healthy person in Christ. Yeah. Instead of, you know, not and being a very healthy person in Christ. Yeah, God wants us to grow up. Yeah. You know, if we were sitting uh, across the table here in my study, you know, I would say, Lisa, you need to grow up. And, and you would giggle and say, not as much as you need to grow up. And we would both giggle, <laughs> but it would make us grow up. <laughs> and we need people in our lives. You know, moms do that with their kids. You need to grow up. Wouldn't it be great if there were people that could do that for moms? You're right, Mom. I need to grow up. You need to grow up. I do. Let's all grow up. Let's become more conformed to the image of the Master. Let's just grow up and be more like Jesus. Wouldn't that be great? And when we do that, it brings Him glory. Okay. I think all that's good and that will help someone. I think so. Therapy and a radio show. You just never know who's going to walk by. I hope get, so. Get something from it, yeah. I hope so. I talked to a girl last night who um, listened to you and me, I don't know, last year sometime. And she sought me out and she asked me some questions. And I was so pleased. I couldn't wait to tell you, hey, guess what? There's one person who listens. <laughs>